ESPN. Sweet Jesus. New Hampshire. Christian and King, ESPN, New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us today on this warm Wednesday. I'm Christian Arkin. That's Tom King. Hi, Tom. Yeah, it feels warm because it's because 40 it degrees. Because so, it was so cold. I know. It's 20 degrees warmer than it was yesterday. Downright nice. balmy out there. It just gives you a little, I, I don't know, just when cold weather comes, everything to me just is sour, and I hate life, and I hate the world, and now it gets warmer, and you feel a little bit more spring in your step. Plus the fact there's a lot of food down the hall that that, that adds to my yeah that adds to the spring of my stuff. Get into that in a little bit. Yeah, and right. I mean by get into that we're not going to talk about it. I'm going to get into the food and start eating it. Is what I mean. Right. Um, well, I might talk about it. I might talk about it with my mouthful. Maybe. Yeah. We've got a big show for you today. Uh, it's press conference Wednesday, so we'll hear from Bill Belichick a little bit later on in the program. He didn't talk for very long today. In fact, once the Michael Floyd topic got broached, he shut that bleep right down. And uh, that was that. Yeah, he shut it down, but he did go into a little bit of detail on, you know, how the team deals with certain things. So, you know, vague, vaguely vague detail where he didn't just say, you know, Jets, Jets, Jets. So um, I was surprised at that, but that was his final. That was the final question and answer. Mm -hmm. So uh, he he did talk. And then Michael Floyd stuff didn't come until late in the press conference. Right. Uh, Did you see the video? Uh, part, Part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it. Um, pretty interesting, but pretty much what I expected. Yeah. Guy who's completely out of it, you know, uh, completely out of it. Once I heard, you know, asleep at the wheel. That that tells you all you need to know. I wasn't expecting him to be like, oh, my goodness. Oh, I, officer, hello. I, well, must have do- I must have dozed I'm off, right. officer. Yeah, 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 come on. I mean, everybody's going, oh, how could you? What are you going to do? You got to release him. Oh, my God. You know, please, let's calm down, everybody. You know, I mean, look, it's the, what he did was great. I mean, that, there's no doubt about it. Right. But, you know, that's, you know, this isn't anything new, you know? Mm-hmm. This isn't new. It's just the visual is adds to it. And the, the visual is startling. I mean, you oh, see sure. it and you think, oh, God, it's a it's a wonder nobody died. That, exactly. The amazing thing is that he passed out at the wheel with, with his, his foot, on, foot the on the brake and stayed on it. Yeah. That's a miracle. That, that, how does that happen? How do you keep the force on the brake if you're asleep? Because your body would just all of a sudden just kind of go to sleep, you right? You would think, yeah. That's a. Uh, I mean, his foot's on the brake. It's like you know, pressed down. He dozes off. His foot doesn't slip. I mean, I guess it could have slipped. Right. Hit the whoever gas. whoever he ends up with next year, he won't be playing a full season with. Probably not. He'll be suspended for a, a, a good chunk of games. I would say at least four at the mi- at the minimum. Four games, yeah, probably. Four at the minimum because of the dangerous risk he put everybody through. There could have put people through mm-hmm. with that. So. And somehow the Patriots will get in trouble too. Patriots nah, will lose a draft pick for nah, picking them up. They're not going to get as much trouble as the Giants did, you know? Oh, yeah, that $150,000. No, the fourth-round pick goes all the way uh, down to the end of the fourth round. Yeah. You know? so Call me when they get one taken away. Call me yeah, when they get two taken yeah, away. Yeah, no, no kidding. Oh, okay, please. Oh, yeah. No, oh, look, you poor Giants. Yeah, no, I think what they did was... What they did was worse than what... Obviously, worse than the ridiculous Flathgate stuff, but... The thing about what the Giants did was they weren't hiding anything. Yeah. They went ahead and said, our stuff is down. we got to do something now. We'll worry about the rest of this later. Kind of hard <laughs> to hide it when there's a picture of the guy talking in well, the Well, they showed talking. it on TV. Yeah. 
I'm watching the game and I'm watching him talk on the mic. And they announced, I mean, Michael's, Michael said. That's evidence. Michael said their headsets are down, so now they've gone to the walkie-talkie. That is incriminating beyond a shadow of a doubt evidence oh. that the Giants used walkie-talkies. Oh, yeah, exactly. The photograph of the coach talking into a walkie-talkie Photogra- like the biggest dork in the world. Photograph? You the saw video, it, everything. You yeah. saw it live on TV. You didn't see a video. You saw it live. They showed it. They right. commented on it. You know? Hey, that guy's talking on a walkie-talkie. Yeah, and they didn't say NBC. Did, you know, Michaels and Collinsworth didn't say that he that he can't do. He's all his stuff is down. That's why he's doing it. Right. You know, which is true. But the Giants clearly were like, uh, I don't even know what we got to do here, but this is what we're gonna do. You know, and Eli, just, come in, Eli. Exactly. Over. I know. It, you know. So I bet he made the sound with his mouth. Oh, sure. Too. I bet. You know. You know. Like in uh, Saving Silverman. Yep. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Um, but it, it, you can't help but notice. Uh, yes. Were the words copy that used? Should be. Should have been. That's what I want to know. Were Eli, the words copy that Don't throw used? any interceptions this drive. Do you copy? Copy that. Copy that. Over. Copy that, Coach. Copy that, Ben. Copy that. Coach McAdoo. Yep. Over. Copy, Jack. <laughs> 150000 for the team, 50000 for the coach, and their pick gets moved from the... Well, it wasn't going to be at the end of the fourth round anyway. Their well, playoff it team. probably would have been in the 20th fifth or something like that yeah they're playoff team so i probably would have gone yeah so they got moved three spaces now depends on where they end up (laughs) the horror depends on where they end up. how will they ever field a team next year i don't know but they got to make the playoffs first the 86th overall pick to the 88th (laughs) they got to make the playoffs first yeah it's true i think they beat the eagles tomorrow night Um, i got a great story about a a giant fan oh this is no hold on a second we don't get to just gloss over this this is great you know it's gonna be great the giants broke the rules yeah and are getting treated very differently than the Patriots. Yeah, big deal. Big deal. Why? Yeah. Why is that a bi- Why is that not a big deal? Because it's in the past. There's nothing it's you in can the do. Past just happened. There's nothing you can do it about. It just happened. There's nothing. No, the Patriots thing is in the past. Get okay, over it. Okay, the Giants it. thing just happened. Get over it. You're not going to compare every con- every crime to what the Patriots did. It's it's impossible to do. Patriots got screwed. Everybody knows it. It's all over with. There's different rules for the Patriots than the other teams. In of the course league. there are. Okay, well that's crap then. Yeah, it is, but that's the way it's going to be. And when an example of that pops up, I'm going to call it crap. What do you want from me? I can't. Uh, that's good. You want me to pretend like everything's no, the same? No, just stop whining. I'm, I'm not just, whining. I'm just saying. Everybody's whining. Another Whoa, example whining. of the NFL. Everybody's whining. Every time there's a punishment, it's compared. You know? I mean, let's face it. It's over with. Tom, Get over it. If the Giants got boned the way the yeah. Patriots did, yeah. you'd be whining your ass no, off, too. Yes, no, you would. Giants are, And Giants know. fans everywhere would be pissing and moaning no, about it. Just like Patriots fans are, because they'd have a right to. Yeah, Instead, one. the Giants get a slap on the wrist, yeah. which is an insult to slapping people on the wrist, by the way. And <laughs> no, a slap on the wrist would have been a uh, $50,000 fine, and that's it. The coach got fined personally. Yeah, $50,000. The team has his Flat, And he was the guy with the, the, with team the has, Right, exactly. And he's the guy who probably decided to do it. And the, and, the, and the team will probably pay it for him. You know? Of course they will. Sure. And the slap on the wrist, moving their draft pick down three spots, that's not a slap on the well, wrist. What are you going to do? Take the draft pick away. I what don't know. Do? do what you did with the Patriots. What are you going to do? You know? I know. I know. <laughs> How about suspend Eli Manning for four games? Yes. Let's, let's take away two them. draft picks. That's if you right. want to be consistent, let's I'm Let's take saying. this to the Supreme Court. It's, you know, I'm not I'm not too far out of line here when I say that this well, is Well, Giants didn't try to cover anything up. The there Patriots... was nothing to cover up. He was on video doing it. I know. That's exactly it. You know, the Patriots they still got, never proved the Patriots did anything. Patriots got punished for all the cover-up stuff. That's why they got punished. There was actually something for them to deny, though. There was nothing for the Giants to deny. Oh, I know. Oh, the Giants are they are not trying to. They can't. No, of course not. We, the we, Patriots said, well, where's your proof? And they said, well, I, we think so. This and they isn't said, well, something that came up. Everybody knew that night what they were doing. Right. 
You know? And to this day, there's still no concrete evidence that the Patriots actually I did agree. This. There's concrete evidence right there with the Giants. No preponderance of evidence. Brady's, no more probable than Brady's, not. He was there with the thing, talking Brady, on it. Brady's punishment and the team's punishment basically boiled down to two things. The fact that they wouldn't make McNally, which I don't blame them for doing, wouldn't make McNally available again mm-hmm. to Wells, and the fact that Brady destroyed his cell phone. Those are the two reasons. All right, That's where the punishments came from. All right? Sure. So let's not revisit all this. It's over with. It's done. You're going to go to the Super Bowl. Everybody's fine. You survived it. Now I just hope the Giants can survive that fourth-round pick. It's going to be tough. Oh, boy, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Very tough. Oh, God. Really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> really tough. I just don't know how they're going to handle it. I just don't know how they're going to handle it. You know? But there's, those are your reasons. There you go. Put a laid it out black and white for you. You know? So. And I, I was, the league didn't waste any time. I was surprised. I thought they would just kind of push this off to the side and do it later on. Mm. But they didn't. They came right at it. Yeah. So. There's no rhyme or reason to what the NFL does anymore. There's no rhyme or reason for suspensions, for fines, for anything. There's no guidelines set. And I think that's, you know, look. It's going to be this way until the players toughen up and, you know, basically make it a focal point of negotiations. It should be topic number one. Mm-hmm. But when it they, won't be. You know, well, you never, you don't know that, you know. It should be topic number one. Now, how... The players aren't going to be able to get on the same page. How hard of a stand do. will they take? That's the question. You know, that's the question. How hard of a stand will they take to get the league to get some kind of guidelines out there. Because as a union, they should have it. I don't think there's any question about that. Any union should have that. Yeah, they should, but... You know? The NFL, the players get their asses kicked all the time. They do, but you know what? This doesn't involve... This involves money, you know, for fines and things, but it doesn't involve money in the contract. (laughs) So it's probably something I think they might be able to get done. It all depends on how... Uh, you know, adamant DeMora Smith and his leadership uh, are based on what they feel the the uh, the body, the you know, the uh, the membership body uh, wants. And that's how it's going to end up. Yeah. So. But please. Tell, telling Patriots fans just get over it when the NFL. Well, they when the NFL. It's going to happen again. Okay. All right. You're going to whine again and yeah. whine again and whine again. Yeah. What's the use? Because the NFL deserves to be called out when they have different yeah, rules for and, different and teams. And they'll be called out a couple times and then that's it. I, mean, I, have, a, I have a microphone. Sure. I'll use it as I All see right, fit. If they're going to if they're going to do this, if they're going to. Every time the NFL screws something up, I go after them, don't I? Not just with this. Not well, how'd they screw this up? How'd they screw this up? Yeah. That's a suitable fine. Suitable, fine, sure. Yeah. Compared to the Patriots, it's zero, nothing. Zero. There's nothing going to be compared to the Patriots. Okay, and that's why. And I, I told, but I told you why the Patriots got what they got. I don't care about that. All right, I, I told think you that's why. Still bogus. The Giants didn't try to hide anything. That's still bogus. You know, they had nothing. They had no way of hiding it. Uh, you know, I just told you why. That's that's why. All right, that. Now you know why. Plus the deflation. Who owns the, that team? Kraft. No, oh, who owns oh, the Giants? Oh, Mara. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that was. Oh, right. really? No, Josh Brown, one game suspension. What did Mara well, say? That, He's our guy. We yeah, love that him. Was, He's part no, of our. They family. made a mistake. And there. the NFL said, "Fine, one game." Yep. So please spare me about how the Giants right. don't get special treatment. They do. They got special treatment for a goddamn kicker. Right. Okay? okay, please. All right. 
But Tell Patriots fans to get over it. The Giants. Well, they're going to have to get over it sooner or later. No, Christian. we don't have to get over it. All right. Well, then fine. Then go go complain all about it all you want. All right. It's getting tired. It really is. The whole thing is done. Well, don't be mad at us. Be mad at the league. No, I'm not mad at the league. The league's going to do what they're going to do. I mean, y- there's no rhyme or reason. Unless the players... And that's okay for you. No, it's not. But so it's then an... don't say it's okay what the league does, Tom. You're league... just making excuses. No. Well, the league's going to do what the league's going to do. There's nothing the you gonna... can do about it. The criticism... Of the course there is. The, the criticism the I league... I can yell and scream on the radio about it. And the li- criticism the league receives isn't going to deter... The league. Really? No. How are their the, ratings doing this year? The only thing. How are those ratings doing? The, the ratings have nothing to do with suspensions. That deters the league. The criticism the league gets for fines and suspensions, they don't care. Maybe not. All right. Now, when, the they will care, of- when they will care is when the union sits down and says, look, we want this solved. That's when they're going to care and, and pay say, attention to it. No. <laughs> and then and the union says, okay, fine, we'll walk out. Yeah. You know, it's and up then to, the players are going to say, "Wait a minute, we don't want to walk it's out." It's in the players' hands. It always will be. They have a chance to do something about it. If they if they don't take that chance, then they blew it. But they're going to have to wait a few years till the contract comes up. Sure. But for now, every time somebody's fined or suspended, we got to compare it to the Patriots. No, I mean that gets tired. I can pretty, criticize the league for not being ti- consistent. I that, can criticize the league for not that being gets consistent. tired pretty fast. Just like I can criticize them for not being consistent on everything else. You know, I mean, I don't see what the problem with that is. Right. I love criticizing the All NFL. Right, fine. The NFL, I have, outside of the Patriots, I have no use for the NFL. I, oh, I know you don't. Right? I know. The NFL can kiss my ass. I mean, I'm just saying. there well, just, is Just as long as we get Monday nights and Sunday nights. And, well, yeah. You know, let's, sure. Let's, let's not I mean, go, I'm still watching the game. Let's not go overboard here. Right. <laughs> you know? But the league and the really? league office and the people oh, involved just, and all the owners. Jo- it's a joke the way they do things. They're a bunch of clowns. Yeah, it is. It's a joke the way they do things. And I... But you know what? It's a bunch of rich sometimes. and powerful clowns who have all, all the power right now. Sure. So that's got to change. Until it does, you know, complain all you want. We have uh, other things to get to today other than the NFL being unfair. Um, <laughs> Michael Floyd. <laughs> oh, that was interesting. In his uh, DUI arrest video, which is now, uh, which was brought up to Bill Belichick, as we mentioned earlier. And, uh, and he, he gave what I thought was a proper answer. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty brief one, and that was the end of the uh, thing after that. I, I watched the whole video, and it was, you know, it was to see it, to see it, you heard about it, but to see it was still a bit of a, okay, yeah, that's, that's It just puts good. it all into perspective, but yeah. it, it gives you an idea of the problem that Floyd had. I think the Cardinals released him from what I saw read last, late last week was he wasn't very apologetic about it and didn't seem to, uh, he and his agent didn't seem to say, well, we need to do something here. Right. So the Cardinals said, you know what? That's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. You know, Patriots took a flyer on him for four games. I don't think Michael Floyd's going to be in their future, but we'll see. You know, yeah. who knows? Who knows what he's going to do in the next? It'd be interesting to see if he plays on Sunday. Yeah. Or Saturday. 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 It'll be interesting to see if that happens. You know, and that has nothing to do with the DUI. It has right. to do with what he what he does yeah, today he in, practice. in practice, and see if they can use him. Mm-hmm. And I'll be curious to see how they use him. Right. I would also like to point out, since when there's situations like this, uh, and sorry to be so, you know, direct about it, but when there is a black guy in a car and a white police officer approaching the car, and it's all on video. You know, generally when we see these videos, and I'm not saying every time it happens, but when yeah, a video, they don't, they don't when a come video out good. comes out. 
Something right. bad happened. Yeah, but you know this was this, handled. These cops handled this perfectly. 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 Absolutely. That's the way you're supposed to do it. Yeah. You know, perfectly. they were respectful. They were, you know, forthright. I, was like, I, was like, I did laugh when the guy said, "Not even close." Yeah, right. <laughs> that was. You know good. where you are. I'm on. They made some gibberish answer. Nope, not even close. Right. Um. They didn't. You know. They didn't beat him up. They didn't throw him on the ground. They didn't talk down to him. They didn't do anything. I mean, it was. It yep. was. Handled about as well as those officers could have handled it. And I've heard the Scottsdale police are not exactly the nicest people sometimes. And that was, I mean, that was by the book. And you know what else? I have friends who were... very nice to me when I was there. (laughs) When you were there. (laughs) (laughs) When I have friends who were Boston cops, and there was a whole thing this year about the cops wearing body cameras. Yes, that's a big deal. And the union resisted it and all this. Every person I know and everyone that they talk to all said, give us those cameras. And put them on 24 hours a day. I think they should. If people saw what this job was like. And if people saw the way we handled every single interaction. Different if they only see the bad ones, yeah. that's what they'll think we are. Right, and exactly. if they see every single thing we do. That video of those cops from Michael Floyd? Put it up there nationally. Seriously. Put it up there as a national police association. And talk about that. The national, that's what the union should be the doing. The National Police Association should have that yeah. as their flyer. The unions, instead of trying to resist the body cameras, should say, hey, Everybody gets a body camera. Right. And let's put out every single interaction so that people can see how what these cops have to do every day. Imagine if I had a body camera. <laughs> <laughs> Just be shot at your TV from the couch uh, dude, all day. pretty much be it. Yeah. You know, that it would go la- between the TV laptop. and the, and the and paper. The yeah, yeah and the laptop. exactly. Uh, paper, the laptop, and the TV, and then maybe the phone. That would be it. That'd be really exciting. It'd be really boring. I know. Yeah. And the salad I make every night. Mm-hmm. Um, It'd be kind of tough. How about LeGarrette Blunt not making the Pro Bowl, by the way? Yeah, I was surprised at that. How did he not make it? I was really surprised at that. I, I understand sure. Le'Veon Bell's got to make it and McCoy's got to make it, but I was, I Blunt's was, got 15 touchdowns. Yeah, I was really, I, that, that I thought was, was kind of stunning to me. You know, they, they, just, they just went with the usual suspects, right? Mm-hmm. Brady, McCourty, uh, Slater, and who was the other one? Hightower. Hightower. Well, Hightower, yeah, Hightower's good. I mean, that was a little bit of a new one. So the running backs are Le'Veon Bell, DeMarco Murray, and LaShawn McCoy. Yep. And they got a fullback from the Ravens, that guy who made that 40-yard catch with the, all yeah. the consonants in his name. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Noah Garrett Blunt, surprised by that. I'm sure none of those guys are actually going to play in the Pro Bowl, whether or not they make the World Series. The World Series. Whether or not they make the Super Bowl or they don't. They'll play if they make the World Series. If they make the World Series. They, they will definitely play if they make the World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if there was not a very major injury at second base with a takeout slot. Yeah, that could so, happen. Or a hit, you know. Um, the uh, Pats will host the Jets this weekend. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The New York football Jets. And we'll talk about that a little Ten bit later on. in my life, I'll never get back. As well, yes, of course. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, uh, we have other things to get to today. The Celtics with yeah, a food down the hall. monster <laughs> performance from Isaiah Thomas, one of the best shooting performances oh, I've ever geez. seen a Celtic Oh, really? Have. You mean we're not better off without Isaiah Thomas? Who'd have thought? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How about that? I know. Astonishing, oh, isn't geez. it? Oh, How many people touched the ball last night? Did we work it around to enough people? Good grief. I'll say this. He's Thomas stupid. and Horford, when they play together, they're good. Good compliments to each other. Yeah. Especially if they're like Horford. the odd couple, big guy, small guy. Yeah, kind of. You know? Isaiah Thomas was awesome last night. Yeah, they're like twins. He couldn't know? He couldn't miss. And, uh, Neither could Carmelo. Really? Carmelo I didn't see the next. Oh, Carmelo was red hot last, last night. Last night. Finally shot really well. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's about time. Yeah, no uh, last night, was there were some great basketball games. There really were. Yeah. I mean, the, the, whole, the whole thing was, uh, yeah, double overtime games. Um, San Antonio beat Houston by two. 
it was uh, that's a great matchup. Yeah, that's was, a really that's a that's a very that's an excellent matchup. Last night you had the Celtics and Grizzlies in overtime. Hornets beat the Lakers by four. Uh, Knicks beat the Pacers by seven. That was a close game. Magic and Heat in double overtime. The Magic won by six. Uh, uh, the Cavs beat the Bucks in overtime. The Spurs beat the Rockets by two. Um, and the Kings beat the Blazers by five. A lot of close games. A lot of good basketball last yep. night. No, it was. And DeMarcus Cousins had 55 points last night in that game. And then he freaked out at the end of the game. Yeah. Because he thought he was ejected. Mouth guard out, thought, he, thought he was ejected. Then they unejected him. And then after the game, he gave this crazy interview. 55 points. Yeah, he's a lunatic. Oh, my God. He's crazy. Yeah. Total lunatic. Yeah, I know it. Um, even with Sacramento's that lunatic, and they really ought to keep him because they need something to put that franchise on the map. I know. But they also, I mean, he's he's a nightmare. He's really a nightmare. I know. You see he what is. he did to that reporter? No. It, it, last night? Was it last night? No, it was last, it was last week. I think it was last Friday. I, I heard about it, but I didn't see the Cousins uh, was in a fight at a club with Her- with Matt Barnes. <laughs> I guess Matt Barnes. <laughs> Matt Barnes. Yeah, Matt Barnes. Well, here, listen to this. Matt Barnes uh, got into it with some girl in the club. And I guess he, what a shock! I guess he like put his hands on her, and then the boyfriend of the girl came over and tried to break him up, and cousin slugged the boyfriend. Yeah, oh, that's good. okay. Yeah, real real good guy there. So he get arrested for it? No, Barnes uh, something happened. Cousins didn't get arrested, but I think Barnes did. It's still being investigated, I guess. But uh, a while ago, like a couple years ago, Cousins was in a club with his brother, who's in playing college basketball somewhere. And his brother punched the guy and got arrested, and they hustled cousins out of the place. So, Hell of a family, huh? Yeah, really. So <laughs> some writer for the Sacramento Bee wrote an article about cousins and the thing that happened with Barnes, and in it he alluded to his brother and that whole fight. And then cousins saw the guy in the locker room and said, don't ever talk about my brother, and blah, 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 blah. And he got in his face and, you know, very menacing sort of not like, you know, like, like he could get physical. Right. And the reporter was sitting there going, come on, please. Yeah, you know, no. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Right in the kisser. Yeah, I know. Right. Yep. I'll take the entire. I'll take half of the cousin's estate. Thank you. No kidding. And then and that was it. I'm not surprised though. I mean, you, you have to expect that. I mean, I was. I, I and I bet he did. I bet the reporter did expect it. Really? Oh yeah. Sure. I mean, it was in the paper. It was the the thing with his brother. Doesn't was in the matter. Paper. It yeah, was it on TMZ. Matter. There's yeah. a video of it. Yeah, I'm sure the reporter expected. So what? He, you can't He's, talk about it. It was a national story. I'm not saying you can't do. Oh, it. I'm sorry. I'm he should that, have expected cousins to flip out. Yeah, about oh yeah, it. yeah. I'm sure he expected it. Yeah. Cousins. I, I don't want Demarcus Cousins here. I've seen one flip out in a locker room, and I forgot who the Patriot was. It was a linebacker who wasn't very good. Playoffs. And it was uh, it was ten years ago. It was with Curran. Really? Yeah, and I forget who Curran. How long ago? Curran was work. I think Curran was working for NBC. dot com at the time. Okay. Uh, or yeah, I think he was. I think that's. Or it was the Providence Journal, one or the other. Because he, he what what around. years are we saying? Uh, I I I can't. You can't. You know, I'm old. I can't be pinned down. Twenty tens, two thousands, nineties. I'd say it was probably oh six, oh seven, oh eight. During the during the bad time when the Patriots weren't all that good. You know, okay. well, I mean, were good, but I mean, they weren't like you know. Chad Brown, maybe. Wasn't Chad Brown? Eric Chad Alexander, like... one of those guys. No, no. Oh, gosh, forget who it was. Rosie Colvin. No, no. It was a. It was. It was a Caucasian guy, blonde. Caucasian blonde. Yeah. Hmm. Linebacker, I think. Uh, wasn't looked like he was going to be good, but didn't turn out to be. They drafted. And them? that. Yeah, I don't know. I think he was. I think he got. They got him from another team. And. Uh, 
and Curran wrote about how he wasn't playing very well, and 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 that was and the back and forth was wasn't well, Tully Banty came. No, Tully was. He's not Caucasian. No, yeah, so. no. But this was uh, this was this was pretty good. The player looked like an idiot doing it, mm-hmm. what he was saying and everything else. Oh, I know what it was. He, he said, I'm in the media. So I know how it's supposed to, you know, because I don't know what he did, you know, the offseason. So he did something in the offseason. Oh, okay. Whatever. But it was, <laughs> I, I'll never forget. It was interesting. You don't, you, you know, every once in a while you might see something like that. But this was, you know, this was a, this was a first for me. I've seen testy backs and back and forths. Right. All right. Um, so I saw Brewski go at it with, with a writer one time. And the writer was right. He said, oh, come on, Teddy. You're playing to the, you know, Teddy, give us an answer here because you're playing, you know, the cameras aren't around. You can talk. And then, right. And Brewski, what is that supposed to mean? Blah, 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 you know. Because Brewski did play to the cameras back in those days. When, mm-hmm. the, when lights went on, Brewski would change. Yeah. So. All right. I still think that, that was Alan Greenberg, and the current was the reporter who challenged Bruce, the late Alan Greenberg. Okay, and and it was good. A lot was a good line, <laughs> it, it, you know. And Bruski, it hit Bruski where it hurt. Didn't like it. Cut deep. Oh yeah, Bruski didn't like it at all. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Richard Sherman also in the news for threatening a reporter with uh, revoking his credentials. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. <laughs> I know, right? Of all people, Richard Sherman. Uh, we'll do that next. I'll also get into the Celtics and the Bruins a little bit. And your Can't we all get along? At 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King. We're back after this. Give them a call at 603-883-9900. It's Christian and King. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? We'll put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, flooring, paint and supplies, wallpaper, window treatments, and especially designing and remodeling kitchens and baths. With top-of-the-line products from Advantage, Craftmade, and others, your kitchen or bath will be looking beautiful in no time. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Is your business in search of commercial property? Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Hi, my name is Jen Kaludi. My husband, Sal, and I are the owners of Embroidered Me in Nashua and Embroidered Me of Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen-printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroideredme-nashua.com or embroideredme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. 
Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3 or I'll say refresh his mind on these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away. Don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense. They have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. It's pouring rain. It's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close. I'm so close. And when I I finished, I was like, I'm done. I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. From the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, here's founder and president, Rabbi Yaquil Eckstein, with a special Christmas greeting. I want to wish all of our Christian listeners a blessed Christmas as you prepare to celebrate one of the holiest days on the Christian calendar. Christians and Jews do have fundamental differences in their beliefs, but at the root of both faiths is a shared belief in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it is this shared belief that we should remember when we are tempted to doubt or distrust one another. To our Christian listeners and friends, Merry Christmas. Have a joyous and blessed Holy Day. Support from Christians like you enables the fellowship to feed, clothe, and shelter the poorest Jews around the world. To learn how you can help this holiday season, visit ifcj.org. That's ifcj.org. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. Parents providing a controlled environment for underage drinking is not a safe alternative. Young people who drink are more likely to suffer from depression, anxiety, and poor performance in school. Offer a space where your child can take up a constructive hobby without alcohol. Three out of four teens say their parents are the biggest influence on their decisions about drinking. Which path are your teens on? Find out at thewrongpath.org. Sponsored by the New Hampshire Liquor Commission Division of Enforcement and aired in cooperation with the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters and this station. (laughs) Too afraid to call our pros? It's cool. Just text them at 845-827-1250. They won't bite, we promise. Big shout-outs to Texas Roadhouse on Amherst Street in Nashua. They're Definitely. feeding us today with some delicious barbecue, salad and rice and brisket and chicken and everything else. Delicious. Very, very uh, grateful for that. Uh, this is Christian King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Uh, good to have you with us here today. 
Uh, I wanted to touch on this Richard Sherman story real quick. Yeah, I heard, I heard briefly about credential thing. I heard it this morning, but I didn't really follow it. So, what do you say? Well, if you'll remember, uh, Sherman in the Seahawks game against who they play last week? It was uh, the Rams on uh, Thursday night. That's right. You'll remember uh, they had the ball on the one yard line. It was the poop fest. Yes, it was during the game that Sherman would called said it was going to be a poop fest. Right. That, you know, they're always poop fest. Right. They had the ball on the one-yard line. They passed the ball, remember? And Sherman was freaking out at the coach. Oh, yeah, at, at, uh, at Carroll. Yeah. yeah, at Carroll and at Daryl Bevel. Right. Um, Richard Sherman was uh, being asked questions by Jim Moore of Seattle's ESPN 710 Radio. Okay. Uh, Moore asked Sherman about his calling out the Seahawks play call of throwing the ball from the L.A. one-yard line, a situation which, you know, people remembered from the Super Bowl. Right. Sherman said, no, we've had prior experience, so we talked about it, but let me guess, you have a better play call, let me guess, you have better experience. Moore says, no, I don't have any better experience, and Sherman says, then you should probably, you know, stop. It appeared over at that point, but after Sherman's press conference, Sherman went back after Moore. Sherman said, you don't want to go there, you do not, I'll ruin your career. More. You'll ruin my career, Sherman. Yes, yes, I will. More. How are you going to ruin my career, Richard? Sherman. I'll make sure you don't get your media pass anymore. Oh, is that right? Yes, yes, it is. That was the exchange. Okay. Um, what was Moore's question to him again? The question was, uh, he asked him about calling out his uh, calling out the coaches. I don't okay. know exactly what the question was. Right. But, you know, when you were on the sideline, you were yelling at the coaches, like, is that something you usually do? I don't know, something like that. Right, right. Um, or, Curious. you know, did you want to start calling the play? <coughs> Curious. Yeah. And then Sherman says, well, I bet you'd know what to do. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I'm asking why you, a defensive player, were telling the offensive coaches what to play, what, what plays to call. That's not your role. That's not what you do on the team. You know, which he didn't even say that. He said, no, I don't have better experience. And he said, then you should probably stop. And then he said, don't go there, I'll ruin your career. Right. right. Uh, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that was stupid. You know, I like when Richard Sherman talks about the league because I hate the league. But Richard Sherman is a putz a lot of the time. Yeah, that was, uh, he completely. I mean, that's a real douchebag thing. Yeah, he completely overreacted to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, all Richard Sherman's got to do is say, look, I was emotional. You know, I, I thought we should have done something else. And I yeah. didn't want to see a repeat of what happened uh, two years ago, so I, I I let loose and I'm sorry about it, and it's all said and done in the past. Sure. And it's he's lucky this guy with the radio show isn't a lot more petty. Because that guy says, hey, Richard, I got a radio show. I'll ruin your career. You he could have said that to him. I'm on every day. Yeah, I know. Right. People hear me more than they hear you Right. around here. Right. Yeah. You want to say, you want to ruin my career? Well, I'll take you down with me. Yeah. You know, and Sherman, I mean, Sherman should understand these things. Yeah. But he's not, you know, he's just, he's not that... He's, well, he's, he's a narcissist. He's one of those narcissists. Yeah, and you players. know what? The, the, Loves the, the sound of his own voice. Yeah. And a lot of times I think he speaks up on things that should be spoken on. Sure he but does. But this is ridiculous. The bottom line is in those locker room situations, you, you've got certain players that are comfortable talking and they'll talk. All right? But you also have the overwhelming feeling that now with Sherman, I believe that was a press conference setting because he gives press conferences. They, they put him at, at a podium. I'm right. pretty sure. Yeah. So was, did that take place that way, or was it in his locker? Because what I'm getting at is the feeling when you're in that locker room is that they don't want you there. Right. Because that's their territory. You know? And 
They also feel, you know, we know more than you do, and you overreact to everything that we do. And that's the general tone of that whole of the whole experience in there during the week after a game. It was a news conference. Yeah, yeah. news conference. Right. During the, during a game after a game, different story. Okay, they're used to it. Yeah. They know it. The whole. The question bit. was: Do you think you have a better handle on calling plays than Daryl Bevel? That was the question. All right. Now timeout. Bit of a timeout. Antagonistic question. Yeah, there's no reason for that question. The question should no, have, no, there's a reason for it. No, the question should have been asked, why did you flip out so much over the over the calling of the plays? Let him answer it. All right? That's how you that that's the question. That's an antagonistic question. That that question, all right, is designed to to get the response that he got. You know why? Why? Why do you think? You're a radio you we're radio guy. Where you know content. I'm, sound. Yeah. Great sound, mm-hmm. but Sherman didn't have to take the bait. No, I exactly. No, I agree. I agree. All Sherman had to say was, "Listen, I lost my temper. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm better." Because uh, you know what? He acted like a jackass on the he, sideline, yeah. and he deserved to get oh, no, called no out for that about too. It. No doubt about it. But what I'm happens? Sorry if the question was a little snarky. But what but happens you're is, like an a hole, Richard. That's but, what happens. But what happens is, is, is the bait. Sherman took the bait because the bait was basically done in that in that kind of way. You know. Sherman knew why that question was asked. So I'm not absolving Sherman in any way, but that question could have been phrased differently to get a response that you could have that that, that would have been useful to everybody. Mm-hmm. Instead, what he did. Oh, this is useful. Well, everybody. well, instead, it's a big story. Everybody got the right about. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but it, but instead, what he did was was basically, you know. He served. He did it to get what he wanted. Sure, and also in Seattle, it's a different relationship with the players and the coaches and the press. Right. They go back and forth. They joke. They do things. You know. Ah, why do you think you're smarter than Bevel now? I mean, that might have been. You know, he might not have even thought anything of it. The reporter. He might have thought, "Oh, this is just how we talk with Richard Sherman when he does his press conference." Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. You know. Um. Sherman went on Twitter yesterday or last night. And said, I appreciate the role the media plays, and they have a tough job. I let it get personal today. I regret that. Next one, which should be fun. Hashtag Pete said, I don't get to control the credentials. <laughs> That's kind of fun. That's good. I like that. Uh, Moore was on Freddie and Fritz. He said, I thought it was nice that he did that, though I couldn't read it because he's already blocked me. I heard, from the- <laughs> I heard from the Seahawks, too, that he wants to come in and apologize. And honestly, I don't feel like he needs to, but it's nice that he wants to come and do that. Moore said he doesn't need a further apology. He said he still felt the interaction rubbed him the wrong way. The part that bothered me the most is feeling that he's so high and mighty and powerful that he can do whatever he wants, and that includes telling the offensive coordinator what plays to run, and it also includes telling me or a reporter that he can have our right, credentials. There you go. There you go. There's the, there, there's the thing. All right? That's, that's the, that first sentence and telling the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. That reporter, it wasn't a journalistic question, you know? That basically he asked the question in the way that he phrased that sentence. Mm-hmm. So that's his opinion, and he wanted to 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 
to During that same conference, express Sherman that was in asked, his question. Sherman was asked by somebody else how he'd react to an offensive player going after the defensive coordinator. Right, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Sherman said, if we'd done something like a zero blitz in the Super Bowl and got bombed for a touchdown to lose the game, then I'm sure it would be understandable then. Sherman said he and Bevel are in a good place and talked about the situation last week. He described the meeting with Carroll as productive. When asked if he thinks it's ever the place of a defensive player to question a play call, Bevel said, no, I don't. He's going to have his opinion. Everyone can have their opinion. You could sit there and try and convince him and show him and show that, but it's not going to serve a good purpose. So we got to a good place. So they basically said we tried to tell him not to do that again, and he said, I'm going to do it again. And right, right. Then we said, okay, Richard, whatever. Right. You know? You know? So. They know what they got in Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. and, they, and, they like, and they like it. Yep. You know? And as long as he's as good as he is, he'll be able to do these things. Exactly. When you're not as good, and when you're not that good. And when he's not good, good anymore, he won't, and that's won't. the rules of the league. Right, and that's and they'll the way get it cut, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, they'll exactly. cut you, and they'll, or they'll put you on the bench. You can have a big, you know, temp- temper tantrum on the bench, but if you're not out there shutting down the left side, do you of the ever field, watch those videos? Nobody gives a rat's ass. Do you ever so. watch those videos when the Patriots all get in the locker room and they do the, you know, the speech with Belichick and everything else? Yes. Yeah. Now that's a great family thing. The whole bit. They appreciate you. He's hugging people. They're hugging the crafts. Hugging people. Everybody's hugging people. But the, but the irony of that all is, they can hug you one day and the next day you can be cut out mm-hmm. the door. That's yeah. the reality of the NFL. True. You know. It'd be later that night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 603-883-9900 is the phone number. 883-9900. You can text in at 845-827-1250. Quick break. We'll be right back after this here. It's Christian and King. Notes from the Kingdom when we come back. From the frozen depths of winter to the scorching heat of summer, no matter the season, the best sports talk can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Ari Wolf with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The Pro Bowl rosters were announced Tuesday night, and there's a mix of stars both young and old. The NFC squad, led by a pair of Cowboy rookies in Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, to go along with Pro Bowl regulars Aaron Rodgers, Richard Sherman, and Larry Fitzgerald. On the AFC side, Tom Brady named to his 12th Pro Bowl despite missing the first four games of the season. He'll get to throw to Antonio Brown and Chiefs first-time Pro Bowler Tyreek Hill, while Von Miller and Khalil Mack lead the AFC defense. Julio Jones made the Pro Bowl and returned to practice Tuesday after missing the past two games with turf toe. He hopes to play Saturday. The Giants were fined $150,000, while head coach Ben McAdoo hit with a 50 grand penalty for their illegal use of sideline radios in a Week 14 win over Dallas. First overall pick, Jared Goff, returned to practice this week. Despite still being in the league's concussion protocol, the team believes he will be cleared before Saturday's game against the Niners. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. The U.S. economy has been getting stronger, and home values have been increasing. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Many of our clients have been taking cash out of their homes, a strategy that might work for you. The smart move is for you to refinance your mortgage right now with Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.375%, APR 4.51%. Call 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 33. GEICO presents a voice mail from your friend washing machine hi it's washing machine it's about oh seven o'clock on wednesday so good news bad news first i found your lost sock exciting also i might have maybe flooded the whole basement it's going to be pretty expensive but hey at least you got that sock your washing machine won't pay for water damage luckily one call to the geico insurance agency makes it easy to 
Celebrate twice the holiday season with Metro PCS. Right now, switch to Metro PCS and get two free Samsung Galaxy On5 smartphones, sales tax not included. Plus, Metro PCS is on the 4G LTE T-Mobile network, so you'll have the nationwide coverage and fast speed to make the most of your two free smartphones. For a limited time, add a line to select plans and get 8 gigabytes of data for only 30 bucks. Swing by Metro PCS and check two free Samsung Galaxy smartphones off your list. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. Hey, American Express card members, there's never been a better reason to get out and shop small in your neighborhood. Because now through December 31st, you could earn two times your rewards when you shop small with an enrolled American Express card. Learn more and enroll your eligible card today at AmericanExpress.com slash shop small offer. It always feels two times as good to support local stores, and now it's two times as rewarding. Prepaid and corporate cards, cards issued by other financial institutions. The Plum Card and certain other cards are not eligible. Reward cap and other terms apply. Like us on Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire and follow our Twitter at ESPN NH Today. So 3-883-9900. That's your phone number, 883-9900. You can text in at 845-827-1250. You can find me on Twitter at Christian Arkin. You can find Tom at Telegraph underscore Tom K. And right now, time for Tom to do what he does best, and that's tell you what's going on in New Hampshire and also eat cookies. Uh, here's notes. Yeah, from the a, that's not exactly the, the first thing I do best. Right. Uh, here's notes from the kingdom. Message for you, son. King in the castle. King in the castle. Notes from the kingdom. Yesterday was a busy day. Um, first of all, tonight at uh, 7 o'clock at Lundholm Gym, Daniel Webster College takes on the University of New Hampshire in men's basketball. DWC always likes to play a D1 game. Uh, the last few years, they've always done it for like five or five years in a row, I think. And it's usually an Ivy League team. You know, when Dave Fosher was the coach, he had a relationship with Dartmouth, so it started there because he used to be the Dartmouth coach for a long time. And Donald Morris Jr. has, has carried on that tradition, and I think they made they played Brown a couple times. <coughs> well, they wanted to play Dartmouth this year, but there was a coaching change, so the game got wiped out. So then they thought they were going to try to get Columbia, but then UNH came into the picture. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking, was is yeah, why go to you know why go to New York where we can just go to Durham? So that's the deal. DWC and UNH will tangle tonight, seven o'clock, live on ESPN three. Is that that's an online thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's yeah. 
So that's it's going to be the reason why we don't go to Fox Hall anymore. <laughs> oh, that's right. It yeah. is, isn't it? That's yeah. right. Oh boy. Oh, darn. Well, oh, we get the best closest thing to Fox Hall today. Stupid ESPN three. I know, really. So, but anyway, uh, that's going to be tonight. Uh, so that's a big one. And yesterday, as I alluded, the Silver Knight schedule did come out, mm-hmm. was released, and I was correct. Torrington is out. What I understand, there are a lot of financial issues there and, and uh, in terms of money owed and things like that. And the league said, enough. We're going dark here. And usually they would try to come up and try to find another t- uh, city to take, take a franchise, but they couldn't do it in mm-hmm. time. So that'll be down the road, I would imagine. Uh, well, they'll try to go back to 10 teams. I don't think it's good for a league to go down, to go down a team. I really don't. I think that uh, it's too bad that this happened. So... But nine teams, so the schedule is a little less uniform than it had been. Uh, it's unbalanced, but for Nashville, it's balanced. They will play everybody seven times. Why? Because they are the closest, most centrally located franchise to all the other teams. So they get everybody seven times. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of travel for them. And they open up on the road June 1st at Bristol. And their home opener Friday, June 2nd, with a ring ceremony to, to precede the game uh, against the Pittsfield Suns. So that'll be, uh, that's the Silver Knights schedule. Saturday night games. They did, a, they did a, a poll, an online poll, and then they polled season ticket holders. They had a good turnout for their Christmas event, which was uh, a week ago. It was uh, the Monday night game, a couple weeks ago, the Monday night game where the Patriots played. And overwhelmingly, 90%. Change the night time of Saturday night games from 7.05. The choices were 5.05, 6.05, 7.05. Mm-hmm. Which do you think won out? 6.05. You got it. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be. I think you're going to see the same thing you saw when they started Saturdays at 6.30. You're going to see people show up late. But anyway, that's, that's you know, as long as you get the crowd, either way, and sell the tickets. They will start Saturday night games at 6.05. Five, and the thinking was Ronnie Wallace said the poll showed it, and the thing is, he said fans want the option to be do something after the game. You can go, you know, games line around nine o'clock, so there's your you know instead of ten o'clock, so there's right. a little bit earlier start. So that's the deal there. Uh, that's your only real change. Fifty six games, twenty nine are at home. They bought a game from Wachusett. Mm-hmm. Wachusett said here, you know, we don't want all these home games. We'll t- you know, we'll take a game. You, and they said, and Nashville said, fine. Then there's a little bit of, of financial uh, in, in there because you you know lose tickets if you're the home team. So Nashville gets an extra home game. So that's that's the deal there. That schedule was announced. You can check it out. It's in today's paper. It's online. It's everywhere. It was tweeted everywhere. It's on Facebook. It's all over the place. Okay. So uh, there you go. There now tonight, big hockey game at St. Anselm College at Sullivan Arena. Uh. Bishop Girton and Bedford. Bedford uses that arena as their home ice, and uh, that's going to be a huge game. Seven o'clock. Uh, last year it was, uh, you know, that's obviously a rematch of last year's championship game. Both teams are good again. Both teams should be top four teams. Bedford's probably the, the favorite with Concord, but they beat Concord three to two uh, to start the season. So Bedford getting tested early. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that works out for both Bedford and BG. BG going at two and zero, and Bedford unbeaten as well. That's a big hockey game tonight. So there you go. Those are your 
note. All right, I got a couple of notes for you. We'll start in Nashua, where we are right now, where a 21-year-old man, police said, shot himself in the leg, was charged with reckless conduct and being a felon in possession of a deadly weapon. The incident happened December 14th. Tremaine Ellison allegedly fired the gun in his home, wounding his leg. Other people were in the home at the time. Investigators found that Ellison had been convicted of a felony in Massachusetts that prohibited him from owning the weapon. They got an arrest warrant and then arrested him. He was released on $200 cash bail pending arraignment in Nashua Circuit Court. Now, that's that's a shame. From uh, Plaxico Burris to Cheddar Bob from the 8 Mile movie, shooting yourself in the leg is just never a story that ends... Ends well. Akeem Tlaib. Akeem Tlaib, another one. It all worked out okay for Tlaib. He never got any Because he was wasted. <laughs> he never got any discipline for that, did he? I don't think so, no. I haven't heard a thing from the league on that. Yeah, nothing happened to him. Not, not a thing, you know? So I'm curious about that. It's well, he never got charged with anything, right? That's true. Did he get but charged? It doesn't. But, you know, right now, when the league has set the standard, they don't care. That's true. <laughs> you know? I always thought that that was their standard, that they had to, you know, file, go through the criminal process first. No, Tlaib did not get charged. You're right. Remember Denver, the Denver cops or whatever? Dallas cops. Right. Said they weren't, they weren't doing anything. <coughs> we joked around that why should they? Everybody carries He was a- released from the hospital. It was later revealed that he falsified the report. He actually shot himself and then lied to police. Well, And they didn't charge him with anything. I guess not. No. That's weird. J.R. Ewing helped him out. Dallas police did not <laughs> file charges against him, yeah. You don't remember. Well, you never watched the old show Dallas. Dallas, no. I knew about it. J.R. Ewing had this former cop named Harry McSweeney mm-hmm. who would always... Shoot himself? No, he just always... <laughs> you cover up everything. He would ah, just, yeah. take care. He had all friends in high play. He would take care of everything for him. Mm-hmm. He was like J.R.'s, you know... Well, private. with Burris, it was because he had a gun he wasn't supposed to have. Well, he, he violated the, the New York State government. Yeah, laws. New York, you can't have it. Period, and right? and yeah. what they did with Burris was, the, yeah. uh, I forget who the mayor was. It wasn't Bloomberg. I don't forget who it was. Uh, said, okay, we're we're uh, we're going hard line with this, and we're making an example out of this. Hmm. And they, that's how he got the big sentence he got. You know, he had to spend time in jail. So yeah, he did. He was yep. yeah, he was in there. Um, who was the mayor at that time? Was it Bloomberg? Was it Giuliani? No, it wasn't Giuliani. Then it must have been Bloomberg. It must it have been Giuliani yeah, yeah. until one, and then Bloomberg. Then Bloomberg, then, yeah, it was Bloomberg. Yeah. De Blasio was only a couple years ago. Yeah, so yeah. yeah Bloomberg. Um, so there's one note for you, uh, Tremaine Allison. Get well soon, buddy. Um, Oh, this one. Also from Nashua. Nashua is the new Dover today. <sighs> a man came home from lunch Monday to find a burglar stealing Christmas presents and ornaments from his residence. Police said they were called at 1.30 for a reported burglary. The homeowner told him he came home for lunch, discovered the back door had been kicked in, and there was a man inside. He confronted the burglar who fled with presents and ornaments. The homeowner and other witnesses gave offers a description of the burglar and which direction he went. A short time later, the police said they identified the burglar, Carl Kirsch, age 41, of Cross Street, Police said he was hiding on the roof of his own apartment building and was arrested without incident on one count of burglary. Found him on a roof? Of his own building. Yeah. I don't even know to look up there. He stole ornaments? Who steals ornaments? I don't know. But I'll tell you what. Even the Grinch didn't steal the ornaments. But I'll tell you what. I'm not going to find any of those things in my house. Presents or ornaments. (laughs) (laughs) So don't even think about it, buddy. There's nothing there for you. Yeah, unless you want some new cat portraits. Unless you want some cat pictures and an old 1995 TV. You know, nothing there. Sorry. <laughs> and a signed picture of Alan Houston. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, right. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much all you're yeah, getting. Yeah, it's all you're getting. And uh, finally, <laughs> a man from Belmont named Kyle uh, Bigler 
was uh, this is a pretty cool story. Bigler actually. compared to Littler. Kyle Bigler is his name. Had two jobs that were 16 miles apart, and he would walk back and forth between the two jobs. One was at Dunkin' Donuts in Belmont, and uh, I don't know where the other one was. Let's That's see. Okay. We'll okay, he was uh, he was working at a Dunkin' Donuts in Belmont when a woman named Joanna Griffith snapped a photo of him while he was working the drive-through. Griffith snapped a photo after seeing Bigler twice in one day. She said she saw him at 7:30 a.m. when she purchased coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, and then again at 10:45 p.m. at a convenience store nine miles away. According to Griffiths, she saw Bigler walking to the convenience store earlier in the day, but she couldn't give him a ride or else she would have been late for work. I stopped at the convenience store on my way home to see if he could use a lift while I grabbed gas, but he politely declined, saying he worked another three hours. I said, what are you doing here? You were working at 7.30 this morning. Was that you walking? He said, yeah. During the following days, Griffith told Bigler she was going to take a picture of him to post on social media. Bigler then told uh, this. It went viral. WBIN picked it up, and uh, Bigler told Benny that he works 20-hour shifts straight on Sundays and Mondays. He walks a total of 16 miles to get to both jobs. He said he did what he had to do to see his son and to pay his bills. As a result of Griffith's Facebook post, which is shared more than 20,000 times, uh, the car dealership AutoServe of Tilton, New Hampshire, gifted Bigler a 2005 Honda Accord. How about that? They gave him a car. I got to figure out a way to do that. Just walk and look pathetic. You already look pathetic. I, Just I walk all around. I do. Yeah. Walk from here to... You have two jobs. Walk from here to the Telegraph. Make sure you stop at a bunch of places on the way so everybody sees you look as sad and pathetic as you possibly can. And maybe they'll get you a new car and you can throw that piece of crap you have in the garbage. <laughs> throw that hoopty in the, uh, the scrapyard. The hoopty's just this close to 300000 Actually, what you could do is you get the new car and then you give this guy the hoopty. And then he can trade in his Honda and everybody wins. Right? Well, I think his Honda is probably better off than the hoop, better probably, than the hoopty yeah. right now. It's got less. It's got to have less miles on it. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, pretty cool. It's not bad. Pretty cool story. I got to figure out how to do that. Uh, good stuff from the guy. Good work ethic, and from this woman who saw him and decided to do something all around cool story. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred. The phone number eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text in at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. It's Christian and King. Bill Belichick. We'll hear from him next. ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. It doesn't have to be golf season to enjoy everything the Atkinson Resort and Country Club has to offer. Open to the public seven days a week, Atkinson Resort and Country Club features two restaurants, Merrill's Tavern, a great place to watch sports or to try your hand at virtual indoor golf, and the Stagecoach Grill, serving lunch and dinner daily. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club is also one of New England's highest-rated wedding venues and boasts over 15,000 square feet of conference space. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club in Atkinson, New Hampshire. Online at Atkinson Resort. Have you suffered a motor vehicle injury and need professional assistance? Do you need a team that gets you back on track and taking the green? That team for you is Bardis Law. Bardis Law has three attorneys and two paralegals that can assist you if you've been injured in an accident. Athletes get injured on the field and on the track all the time. Routine injuries can be expected in sports. Accidents are not anticipated in everyday activities. If you get injured in a motor vehicle accident, call Bardis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bardislaw.com. 